United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Ambassador Malika James is senior advisor within the Africa Center at the United States Institute of Peace. She formerly served as Deputy Assistant Secretary for East Africa and the Sudans at the Department of State from 2018 to 2020. Prior to that, she was on the faculty at the National War College and served as Director for the International Student Management Office at the National Defense Makila, the National Defense University for eight months. Here to talk about Secretary Blinken's first trip to Africa. Hi, Ambassador. Good morning, Julie. Nice to be with you. Thank you so much for being with me. So can you give us a brief overview of the Secretary's trip? Thank you. Yes, actually, the trip was really uh, an important reflection of President Biden's commitment to begin to re-engage with the world globally and to really lead with a more robust diplomacy, particularly in Africa. Um, I think the, the trip shows that the administration understands how really important it is to show up. Showing up matters in Africa as it does everywhere, but particularly in Africa where it's important to demonstrate to Africans and to, Af- and to Americans that Africa is vital to U.S. national interests. The themes that were highlighted in the trip, promoting democracy and good governance, climate change mitigation, COVID-19 responses, expanding trade and inclusive economic development, and peace and security are all critical themes that Secretary Blinken highlighted throughout the trip, and I think it was very well received. I think, in essence, his trip was really about showing that um, it's time, as he said, to stop treating Africa as a subject of geopolitics and start treating Africa and African countries and institutions as major geopolitical players in their own right. So he stopped in Kenya, Nigeria, and Senegal. Why were those stops chosen? What's significant about those places? Right. Those are really important countries in Africa because the trip was occurring against the backdrop of the president's plans to hold a summit for democracy next month. And so these are countries in particular that were important for the administration to engage with because these countries have shared democratic values, as do most of Africans, um, along the lines of wanting greater and stronger multi-party democracy. Kenya, Nigeria, and um, uh, Senegal are all countries that are indispensable for advancing that democracy agenda. Um, uh, As you look at Kenya, Kenya is really an important country in the Horn of Africa. Stopping there first allowed um, Secretary Blinken to talk about some of the critical challenges in the Horn of Africa, particularly Somalia, Sudan, and Ethiopia. Um, When he went to um, uh, Nigeria, he was able to engage on some of the serious backsliding countries in those regions, Mali, Guinea, Chad, countries that have seen coups in the last year. Mm. And so in in these regions, in those two regions he went to, he was able to focus on really some of the most intractable, intractable peace and security challenges. I'd also say it was important that he went to those three countries because he was able to engage with African institutions as well. In Kenya... Um, he was also able to meet with the executive secretary of the Intergovernmental Development Authority um, on Development, EGAD, as we call it. Um, he was able to engage with EGAD. He was able to also then engage in Nigeria with President Buhari, who was, a, who was a really important member of the African Union. And in Senegal, when he met with President Saul, President Saul is going to be coming, coming in as the new African Union chair. So those three countries really reflect 
key um, African leadership on the continent. We're institutions that are very important to the continent to resolve and address these challenges exist. And so he was sending a message about democracy promotion. He was sending a message about who our partners are, where do we see shared democracy, and of course, um, the importance of African solutions to African challenges by, by hitting those key institutions as well. You know, it's so interesting, Ambassador, when we talk about the democracy agenda, and, and especially in the context of Africa, because, because of course, it's important to encourage you know, the, the full flowering of democracy on the continent. But at the same time, there's always an element of China in there, isn't, isn't there? And some of the inroads that the Chinese have made in Africa and, and the U.S. are working to, to hold that off and to, and to preserve and nurture democracies there. Well, you know, I think one of the most notable things about the trip is that China was really very, very um, muted and in the background of the conversation that the secretary was having. Mm -hmm. Um, If you see his speech that he delivered at the Economic Community of West Africa, ECOWAS headquarters in Abuja, um, he lays out the priorities to the U.S. government, and China really doesn't appear very directly at all. China is relevant, of course, to what's going on in Africa. China is a major development partner of many, many countries in Africa, and so it's clearly there. Mm-hmm. But as Secretary Biden talks about the economic agenda for Africa, um, the Build Back Better World initiative, if you will, and as he, as he talks about peace and security, he doesn't talk about China directly, but he talks about why the U.S. should be the, quote, partner of choice. Um, the focus of this trip really was about not trying to make Africans choose, not forcing Africans to choose between the U.S. and China as a development partner or a security partner, but really to say you have choices and the U.S. wants to be the partner of choice. So that's how China, I think, played out in this trip, not in an overt way, but clearly by setting out the kind of values that the U.S. has for Africa, China is clearly set out as a competitor. Um, He actually talked about the kind of infrastructure gaps that exist on the continent that the U.S. wants to be involved in filling through the Build Back Better initiative. He talked about building back and looking at filling that infrastructure gap in a way that's sustainable, that was transparent, and that's values-based. I think all of that is very clearly directed at the difference in the way the U.S. wants to operate on the continent as, as opposed to how China operates. And can you give us a preview of the upcoming summit? Um, that was a really great um, bit of news to hear for many of us who watch Africa closely. Um, as you know, when the last administration was in, there was not an African leader's head, head of state meeting with the U.S. It was not a summit. The last summit that was held was under the Obama administration. I think it was back in 2014. So the announcement of plans for a U.S.-Africa leader's summit date undefined, date unstated, was was welcome news, I think, for many on the continent. And the challenge would be for the administration to deliver on that and to be sure that it's a very inclusive conversation that not only brings in African leaders, but African citizens, African people, African citizens, African uh, civil societies. So even though the date wasn't mentioned, um, the fact that it's been announced means that we're going to see a summit. And I think there's going to be a lot of excitement around that summit because it has the opportunity to really put on the agenda a lot of priority issues for Africans. Ambassador Makila James from the U.S. Institute of Peace. Thank you so much, Ambassador. Thank you, Laura. You have a great day, Julie. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.